Hello and welcome to Life in All Chapters. I'm Brandy Tabor. And I'm Amanda Henson. So, I believe last episode we had drawn for our topic this week, which is overextending, meaning taking on too much. So, overextending yourself, your resources. I think we both know about that. Yeah, I would say so. I know how to do it. I don't know if I know how to not do it. <laughs> right. That's the problem. So, I find myself in this predicament quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, today was one of them. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. It still it still is because I still have several. I was just sitting here thinking right before we started of everything I have to do when we're done. And it can be overwhelming. It is overwhelming. And I think that... Uh... A lot of, a lot of my personal health problems that I have, mm -hmm. I think, stem from the fact that I overextend. And I always laugh because I call myself a chronic overscheduler, which is basically the same thing. But I, I truly feel like I can get all these things done. I pencil them all in. And I do get them done. I guess that's why I keep doing it, because I get them done. But are they done to my standards? Are they done in a way where I didn't hurt myself to do them? Or hurt someone else. I think that in doing that many things, you are hurting yourself. Yeah. And, well, and, and you don't realize it. And For most people. Like, like if you're doing it every single day. Yes, and health-wise. You know, that's one of the reasons I don't eat as well as I should. Mm -hmm. Because I am so busy that I'm grabbing convenience foods. And convenience foods are generally not healthy. I was thinking about this the other day. And I was... Actually, I was talking to somebody about it. Um, I don't remember who, though. And we were just talking about how we're running, running, going, and it's hard to say no, and you want to step in and help, and you feel like in the moment maybe you have the energy, but then you plan to help two days later, and that day you don't have the energy. And I think that it just really, it can take a toll on you. It can. And you're in survival mode, I think, most of the time, too. Yeah, no, you are. And I mean, I, it's got to do something to my hormones. It's got to do something oh, to... Oh, it absolutely does. You know, it, it affects everything. And then sometimes, do you ever have so much scheduled you're tired just thinking about it? You're physically tired just thinking about it. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be tired. Maybe it's first thing in the morning. I just woke up. I should feel refreshed and ready for the day. But because I have so much scheduled, I just get overwhelmed. Yeah. I feel the same way, and that's how I was on the way here from the clinic, was just this intense pressure, this intense pressure to just keep doing and doing and doing and adding to my to-do list. Yes. So I wonder though, I mean I know we're in fight or flight mode when we're in that survival mode. And definitely your cortisol levels are up, which is why you can't sleep because your melatonin's not coming up in the evening. And then you have these other neurochemicals, neurotransmitters and receptors that are off kilter because of the chemicals or even hormones messed up in your body because of this. And I know that it takes like five hours for five to like five to eight hours for cortisol to start to drop after just a few seconds of survival mode. So you're if you've been running like this for years, which many of us have, no wonder there's so many of us crashing and burning. 
You know, if yeah. if you're a stay-at-home mom or you're a working mom, if you're a stay-at-home dad or a working dad, it doesn't matter. You feel like throughout your entire day, there's always somebody around the corner wanting something from you. Oh, my God. That is so true. I just... I've been really overwhelmed lately. I'm I'm going to try to learn to say no. I want to know what your advice is well, as a provider. To reduce your stress and... Yeah. I'm not saying what you do, because I get it. Just because you do one thing doesn't mean that's... Yeah. I don't know about advice, but my opinion of it, definitely, you know, I think that... So, say... Say I am correct, and I'm remembering correct, that cortisol takes five to eight hours after just a few minutes of a stimuli, then if you've been running this way for two years straight, you know, and just going through the motions of the day in survival mode, it's going to take you years to get back to you. Now, I believe and I've experienced that it doesn't take you long to start feeling better. But we tend to get that break and step right back in as soon as we feel rested. And that's why we can't ever get to our true self because you've let you've you've your true self left. And if you guys listened to our last episode, we talked about the inner child. So your true self left the moment you lost that connection to your child-like personality. And you went into survival mode, and you're running, 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 running. So maybe a lot of us five years old, six years old, that can happen if there's severe trauma. And then a lot of other people, it would be in their teens. Some people even in their 20s or into their 30s when they lose that connection to their child or their inner child. But then you go into that hyper um, survival drive, continuously cycling through, and you're there for a few years. You kick yourself out of it, get to the point where you start to feel better, but you still have years until you connect with that inner child again. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's not just a physical issue. You're talking a, a huge spiritual uh, you know, process. And it's very easy to lose track because you're attached to your physical being. So when your physical being starts feeling better, you still haven't connected deep enough with your inner self. And you're right back into that vicious cycle of survival mode. So basically what you're saying is we need to get started. That was random stuff. I don't even, <laughs> I've never read anything like that, guys. Just so you know, that's just thoughts that came to my head about what she was asking. And, you know, do your research. I don't know. <laughs> yeah no but I, it I mean it sounded good it, yeah no but really i mean we got to get started because it's taken it's going to take a long time to correct mm -hmm. and i think that's part of the process and the journey though too is that you're going to have hiccups along the way and the main thing is just to learn how to recognize that sooner and start implementing interventions to course correct yeah. You know, and, but I, what I tell my patients when they come to see me, it just depends, you know, if you're miserable at your job, my opinion of that is find a new job. 
And I think a lot of people feel trapped because they've been in the same job for so many years. They're on the high end of that pay scale. And they're afraid if they change careers, they're going to lose income, which, especially in the current economy, is a legit factor. But at but what to, cost is chasing that money for your health? No, you have to value your health above... Mm -hmm. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I get it. Bills have to be paid. Things have to be mm -hmm. bought. I like to buy whatever I want. I, I like a, to pay my bills. Yeah. I'm a spoiled brat. I, I very rarely do without something I want. Luckily, I don't have real expensive tastes, I guess, because I, I would have to do without. But, but I get whatever I want. But there are times that I've learned that I have to sacrifice if I don't want to work myself to death. And I'm not going to work myself to death anymore. Yeah. And I, I work a lot, but well, I've been enjoying my little break between jobs yeah well in someone in your position you didn't choose to leave your job you know your job left you for whatever reasons and now you're in this position and you have I'm kind of jealous because you have this open floor plan in front of you and you can just say I can do whatever I want oh yeah yeah no and I mean I did take a job and I took a pretty significant pay cut taking this job, but the hours are good, the days are good. Yeah. So I'm ta I'm taking I'm taking a stand for my family for what I value the most, which is my family and spending time with my husband and mm -hmm. and this job aligns very well with his hours. So I'll have to be a little more frugal. Luckily, yeah. I'm spoiled. I already have lots of stuff. Yeah, right. There you go. You know, put that hot tub on hold. That and that's a good point too. Is I believe that gratitude itself can pull you out of a lot of funkiness in your life, in your emotional status, in your psychological status, and the people around you. So, counting your blessings and being thankful for where you're at and what you have in the moment really can help drive you back on course too. When you're talking about over, not just overextending yourself, but getting you back to your true self. But I think, so as far as I'm going back to your question, because I never really answered it. Advice, I would say, you know, take time for yourself. Make sure you plan that in your day. If your day is just going to be busy no matter what, plan that in your day. My advice is not to quit your job and just randomly do that. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I don't know. Opinion. I should say opinion. I'm not giving advice. This is just my personal opinion because advice would mean that I have some type of real expertise here. Well, that's I, true. That's you true. Know, I well, you are a chronic. My own life you are right a now. chronic overextender. So I, I feel like you do have some expertise yeah. on overextending. So, my opinion, if I were going to learn how to do this myself, this is yeah. what I would do. Well, and the but reason would, I'm asking would, you for your advice is because I'm not asking necessarily for anybody else. I'm asking because sometimes it helps you to say it to out loud. To say it out loud. Mm -hmm. You said it out loud, and then you were like, well, how do I apply this to my own life? Right. So I'll tell you what. My biggest thing is saying no. I have a very hard time saying no. Can you fit this patient in your schedule? Yes. Will you call this patient and talk to them? Yes. Will you... And I love doing those things. That's that's why it's so easy to say yes. Yes. Because I love to talk to my patients. I love to call their families and have one-on-ones because I'm a talker. 
and that's it. I think that people don't realize, because when I look at my schedule, these are all things that I want to do. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, maybe it brings me personal joy. Maybe it's not that I enjoy the task, but the result of that task brings me joy. Mm-hmm. So it's very difficult to say no. So right. we need to learn to say no. We do need to learn to say no. And we have got to quit letting social media and um, television shows and all of that let us believe that we're capable of so much in one day. You sit, and if you think about it, you watch an episode of a show, maybe once a week, maybe you're watching an episode every night, maybe you're binging, I don't know. Yeah. But you watch an episode, 30-minute episode, and in that 30 minutes, they have done so many tasks. You know, um, they went to the mall, they went to the grocery store, they've had dinner with family, they were standing in the street talking to a friend, there may have been a car accident somewhere, you know. So for that 30 minutes, so your brain starts to think that all of these things are capable in a 24-hour period. That when makes they're sense. truly not. That makes sense. We're, we're fabricating time. Right. So, and then you're flipping through social media and you're seeing everything that your loved ones have done for the day. And you're counting in your head, like, all these people have done so many things today and I only did this. Don't compare yourself to other people. That's true. They weren't in your head space. They weren't in your physical space more than likely the entire day. The only person that is 24-7 in your head space and in your physical space is you. And then we got to factor in ability because we might go to do the same exact thing and it might be something that's easy for me and difficult for you. So I get uh-huh. done it X amount of time and it takes you twice as long. Right. But Which you, is acceptable. It's acceptable because just because you can do it doesn't mean you're the very best at it. Just like there are certain things that I go to do, and I am just bad. Yeah. I get it done. Well, I think we definitely have to quit letting what we see other people achieving and doing be our driving force or our hindering force, you know? So, and that includes how we see what we're capable of, you know? Not that I'm not going to tell you, you know, like, I always encourage my kids and my friends to shoot for the stars, But don't shoot so high you injure yourself. Yeah. You know, especially the first time because you're bound to fail the first time. You're bound to fail a few times. So take your time. Spread that out. You have a lifetime. Yeah. And, you know. And I can't get this through my own head. No, you can't. And I'm telling you, I know. I know I need to stop doing it. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think the other factor is that we didn't touch on is sometimes there is no one else to do it. Oh, yeah, that's true. It's because genuinely, if it needs to be done, I am the person that has to do it. It's not mm-hmm. an option for me. For instance, like work, you have to go to work. There are certain things in your life that you are responsible for and you have to take care of it. Right. You know, and we need to learn to balance that with the things that we don't necessarily have to take care of. Right. And I think, too, some days I should have been able to complete the few tasks on my list. And I get overwhelmed with the tasks in my head, that to-do list, that never-ending to-do list, and the little to-do lists that come up throughout the day. And I'm also living in the past, thinking about mistakes I've made, and how can I fix this? Did I say this wrong to that person? How did they take what I said? You know, And that has got to be exhausting. It is very... I assumed everybody thought this way, but... I think that most people do. I think so, too. I think I'm a rarity that doesn't 
I don't relive those things. I do not I, care. You know what? I don't live there anymore. I have a lot of people, like TJ says the same thing. He rarely feels that way. But I, that was one other thing that I need to take on to quit overextending myself because the two or three things that I agreed to help with or that I agreed to or that I wanted to do and I put on that list, I could achieve those and I could not feel so overextended if my brain wasn't that busy during and in between those tasks. Makes sense? Well, so I'm not, over, not even overstending my physical resources. I'm severely overstending my mental and emotional resources. But that's just as dangerous as physical resources. It is. You know, and... We've got to do better if we want to be better mm-hmm. for ourselves. Like, you can't even help anybody else. If you, I've gotten to a point where I'm going to have to start saying no. And it's not because somebody's done me wrong or because I don't enjoy doing all the things that I do. It's because I can't keep doing everything that I do and do it well and take care of myself. Eventually, it's going to break down. And when it breaks down, that means I broke down because it is me. All the things I do are me. So I'm going to have to learn to say no when I can. And that doesn't mean that I can't still help when needed. People always need help. I'm always going to be there to help people. That's what I do. I help people. But I'm going to learn to say no. I'm going to learn to redirect people. Have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you asked so-and-so? It's just going to have to be done. I'm going to have to learn to delegate tasks. Just because that person won't do it the way I think it needs to be done doesn't mean I can't delegate it to them. And then I have to learn, and you have to learn this too. We have to learn. You're a bossy sister. No, I know. Well, I am bossy. I'm the old one. (laughs) But we do have to learn to let people help and let them do it their way. You don't get to ask for help. I've been working on that for years. I have too, but we're going to have to do better. That's that's good point. You know, we have to do better. We It doesn't have to be perfect. It has to be done. I think that it helps now that I'm not managing people. You know, I, I talk to staff, but I don't manage anybody. I'm not responsible for supervising anybody directly right now. So do you feel like a lot of relief from that? You know, I do. I mean, I... I give guidance. You're, you are I a leader. That's, that's who you who are. I, am. You I lead can't even turn that off in my house. No, you which lead drives people. my family crazy. I'm sure. And being a leader is a good thing. You should be leading people, and that's yeah. something you're always going to do. But I'm by you leader. I, I'm very bossy. People. That's the problem. Well, <laughs> we're both pretty bossy. <laughs> well, it's just because we know how to do it right. Get with the program. Right. That's true. Well, I have I've I've really been working on a lot of these things already. Putting myself first. You know, we got the pool set up. Yes, I'm excited about that. So for you, not for me. I am super excited about it. It's so private and I, I ordered an umbrella with LED lights and little floating uh lotus candles. Oh my god, that's awesome. The, the light up like the um solar paneled ones. Yeah. They're super cute. I can't wait for them to be here. But um that has been a huge take of time for me and a lot of physical labor, which is obviously very good. And but it didn't it didn't feel like work because there was an end game. I knew yeah. I kept picturing that crystal clear water and just laying and floating and the stars up above me. So that was very motivating and 
I'm very eager to get there. So that's been very good. That's that's self-care. And what's really exciting about that for me is I rarely see you do something just because you're genuinely going to enjoy it. Right. And to see you work that hard to achieve something just so you can enjoy it. I mean, that is a huge step, and I'm really proud, because you need to do that to recharge your batteries mm-hmm. to do all the things that you do for me. Right. And by me, I mean forever. You know what I mean. But it's it's important, but I, I, really, I really like seeing that. I really like seeing you take a step back from some of your work. Right. And you still work very hard. You I still think- work harder than most people. In general, you put in more hours than anybody I've ever seen. I mean, you just, if there's something that needs to be done, you're doing it. You're working at home. You're working at work. You're working when you're at a restaurant. You're always working. I didn't know anybody ever noticed. Uh, well, I, I noticed because I'm like, hello, can you be present? <laughs> and I do it too. I mean, I, I, I... You don't think people notice things like that. You yeah. just... Well, you think you can slip it in there. Yeah. I do it too. I work a lot. I'm constantly sending emails or checking emails or there's always something I'm doing. But I am good at taking time for myself. Yeah. You I, are good. You I've are always good I've always known that I have to recharge. The only thing that I really do need to work on is overscheduling because I've noticed I'm letting people down. Because if if I agree to do it, I need it needs to be done. That's just that's a hundred percent how it is. If you agree to do something, you need to get it done. Yeah. So I'm gonna stop agreeing to do things. And you're not helping any anybody, especially yourself, when you agree to do something you can't achieve because that is just, it's it's a letdown to yourself, and you're going to feel disappointed in yourself, and then you lose momentum. Yes, and well, and you lose, you lose credibility. That's true. Because if I've told you I'm going to get this done and I don't get it done, you might give me one more chance. But exactly, and I mean, lucky. it's not that we're not friends, or you don't, you know, you, but you're going to stop asking me for anything, which I guess could be good on some levels, but it's not because. Everything we do, we want to do it the way we're supposed to do. I don't care what your job is. You should always do a good job at it. I don't care what it is. I don't care if your job is to pick up dead animals off the street. You should take pride in it because there's a reason it's a job. There's a reason someone's paying you to do it and give it your all. But if you can't afford to give it the time to give it, then don't do it. Yes, and I completely agree with you, but we are running out of time. So we probably should draw for our next episode. Are you game? Let's do it. What do we get? Lessons from a pandemic. Oh, that'll be exciting. I'm in. I have lots of lessons. I've learned more (laughs) about myself in these last two years. That's probably not true. I have learned a lot about myself, though. There have been probably more times I've learned more, though. I would like to know if anybody else has any lessons from the pandemic that they would want to talk about, too, after we post this. And maybe we can do a link and we can get everybody's comments and then we can discuss it next time. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. So let's do that. Yeah. And if there is something you guys want to send us or you have questions or requests, um, you can email me or Amanda, Brandy at lifeinallchapters.com and Amanda at lifeinallchapters.com. Yeah. And do that. Email me. And uh, if you have anything that you want to talk about that you learned during the pandemic, I'll also post a link on Facebook and maybe Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you can reach out to us through those platforms as well. So, So, all right. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next time.